the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4 and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Perhaps AM 560, perhaps online at WFIL.com. Maybe you're an app kind of guy or gal. That's good, too. You can download the app free from WFIL.com. Forecasts have been kind of cloudy today. We've had a little burst of sunshine occasionally. Not too bad. 64 for the high. Clear skies tonight, low 41. On the cloudy side tomorrow, some sun at times a little cooler. Tomorrow's high 59. Phillies lost uh, last night. They were going to try and get back on track today, but game was postponed sometime later in June. Uh, Sixers, 123-117 over Brooklyn last night. Big win for the Sixers. They went into the game with the same record as Brooklyn, tied for the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid had 39 points, 13 rebounds. Tobias Harris had 26 points. 17 games to go, and they have a bit of an advantage at this point to get that home court. And for the Sixers, it means a lot because they have such a good record at home. If they can get that top seed every series they play would be, uh, you know, having that home court advantage. More games at home than away, and uh, there's some other advantages too. They're against the Clippers home tomorrow night at 7. What else? Flyers at Pittsburgh this evening at 7. So... Victoria, how are you doing today? Doing well. Typical Thursday. How are I, you? I'm good. Don't sound too excited or nothing. Not much new, to be honest. Same old. Okay. Kind well, of boring. Kind of boring? Our sports teams aren't performing. They're not. That's true. Very well, you know. Well, Sixers won last night. That's they're, a good start. They're about to be playoff. Uh, well, playoff bound soon, right? Yes. I think another month or so. But other than that, Phillies are disappointing. So it's kind of a, a bummer. I better call Joe Girardi as soon as possible because <laughs> say, hey, my producer's a little long in the mouth right now. <laughs> She's all sad. All over the Phillies. She's Yeah, well, baseball is your favorite sport, I yes, understand. Yes, it is. It is. So, so Thank goodness I didn't get to watch last night because apparently it was bad from uh, watching Twitter and some updates I was seeing. So Gene Shigura hit a home run. That's a bright spot. Right, but I had my Mets fan friend. I, I went to New Brunswick, as I might have mentioned, for college uh, at Rutgers, and I have a lot of North Jersey friends that are Mets fans, so they uh, like to talk trash and rub it in whenever my Phillies aren't doing well. I get a lot of texts whether I'm watching the game or not. So the I was Met, hearing it last night. Mets fans can be a little bit like that. Oh, yeah. I, I know <laughs> there are games that can be confused. This is back, you know, pre-COVID with, with full stadiums, but they come down in pretty full force. Yes, they do. And it's confusing. I've been to Phillies games when they're playing the Mets, and the Phillies player will strike out, and everyone's cheering. They're like, wait, he just struck out. Or right. or the Phillies player will get a good hit, and they're like, boo. Nope, it's all the Mets fans. But actually, <laughs> I, I went to my first Mets game about, 
Wow, this is funny because two years ago now, right before um, everything with you know COVID kind of happened, and uh, it was similar up there. There at City Field, there were a bunch of Phillies fans. Yes. I noticed that there were people cheering when <laughs> the Mets did when the poorly. Mets, you know, did bad, yeah. So it was kind of it's a I guess it's a good balance, you know. You do have to give Philly fans a lot of credit. They do travel pretty well. Oh, yes, we do. So yes, we do. so we'll see. And then we have the Eagles getting back in the picture soon with the draft coming up at the end of April. So I'm, I'm sure as we get closer to that, we'll have some of our uh, guests who know a lot more about that uh, topic, uh, Gary Gary Cobb, former Eagle, has joined us uh, many times over the last couple, two, three years. So we'll probably tap into him for some insight and wisdom, maybe another writer or two as part of that. Podcasts of all the programs we've had going, I think it's close to, I, I actually looked on our, our little podcast platform thingy. I think it's close to 500 shows. No wonder I feel tired. Wow, that, that's a lot. Since September of 2018 when it started. So- Help yourself. Just scroll back through. If you subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, that's cool too. But I think typically when you subscribe to a podcast, not that it's a bad thing, but you get the last hundred or something. So if you're looking for the complete full library, you can scroll through our list. But certainly subscribing helps the show and helps it grow and all that sort of thing wherever you do. So just type in the Tim DeMoss show and you can do that. Uh, the gentleman we're going to be having on here primarily this hour, I'm very excited to have on. He joined us once before. His name is Dr. Everett Piper. And he is um, he's a president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University back in 2015. And um, something happened at the university at that time where a chapel student was offended by something that the person who presented the, the homily that day said. And I'm just going to abbreviate this real quick. Dr. Piper gets a call. And says, hey, we have a student who's a little upset. And so Dr. Piper's like, well, let me see what you were talking about. And he reads through all the notes. And it's on 1 Corinthians 13, which is about as widespread a passage as anybody's. Even people who don't go to church are familiar. They'll go to a, a very, quote, unquote, generic wedding. And you'll have 1 Corinthians 13 often read. Uh, for those who don't believe in the Bible, is what I'm saying. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And so on and so forth. So he, the book, um, what winds up happening is Dr. Everett writes a letter to their local paper where he often contributed pieces and basically said, look, um, we're not a daycare here. We're a university. You're supposed to learn. You're supposed to grow. Um, in fact, the piece starts off, young man, the feeling of discomfort you had after listening to the sermon is called your conscience. An altar call is supposed to make you feel bad. It's supposed to make you feel guilty. The goal of many a good sermon is to get you to confess your sins, not coddle you in your selfishness. So Dr. Piper writes this piece in the local paper, and like he did a lot of other pieces, but something about how he wrote it and what he wrote and the subject matter, it just, as they say, went viral, millions of views and, and clicks on this article. It just blew up. And then he was on all kinds of news outlets and talking about it. That led to the book that he wrote, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Well, Dr. Piper now has a second book out, just came out a couple days ago. It's called Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. And so we're going to have Dr. Piper on. He is doing a lot of radio uh, call-ins to different stations across the country uh, today and over the course of this week in conjunction with the, the book coming out. So we are pleased to be able to snag him for a little while and have him talk about 
this new book. I really enjoyed having him on, I'm going to say it was a year and a half ago. And I'm guessing that this conversation will also be uh, fruitful. I love having folks on who know what they're talking about and are able to speak eloquently and wisely. And uh, the reason this program exists is to help people out. We hope this program helps your life. First and foremost, by proclaiming the the gospel of the Bible, Jesus Christ, and um, we hope that that is you know He is your Lord. If you're not, if He's not, we hope you'll consider Him. Uh, but also, there are other ways we can help you by bringing information and even just some fun, some contests and things. And our guest today, Doctor uh, Everett Piper, I believe, will fit that description quite nicely across a couple of fronts. His new book again is called "Grow Up: Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good." He'll be joining us here in just a little bit. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Round in the corner. Help is on the way. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. The latest from Toby Mac is called Help is on the Way, Maybe Midnight. 416 the Tim DeMoss Show. Uh, just a quick note, Mother's Day coming up Sunday, May 9. WFL's Rewards Club is celebrating by giving you an opportunity to win $1,000, which would be pretty sweet. Nice and simple. You can get entered on the contest page at WFIL.com. We are really pleased to have a special guest today. His name is Dr. Everett Piper. He's a national best-selling author of Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. His new book just came out as well called Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. Thank you for joining our show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Honored to be on your show. Well, you know, we had a conversation a year or two ago about the Not a Daycare piece you wrote, and I really enjoyed that conversation. When I saw that you had a new book out, I'm like, let's make this work. <laughs> so if you if you would, take a second uh, or you know, a couple minutes if you want and just retell the gist of what that was about and then we can lead into your new book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. Uh, perfect. Well, in 2017, I wrote a book. It was titled Not a Daycare. The point of that book was I was challenging the snowflake rebellion that we all were witnessing on our college campuses. This call for microaggressions and tr- trigger warnings and this demand for safe spaces. And the fact that we were actually responding by providing counseling centers from Berkeley to Brown that included Play-Doh, coloring books, and videos of frolicking puppies. And no, I'm not making that up. And I said at the time, my basic point was this. Ideas have consequences. And when we teach narcissism and self-absorption, we shouldn't be surprised if we get narcissistic and self-absorbed students. Now, when I went on radio shows such as yours or whatever, Fox and Friends and whatnot, I was often asked, what are these kids going to do when they graduate and get into the real world? My answer was, it's not going to stop. They're going to take those bad ideas and that bad behavior, and they're going to graduate from Berkeley and Brown, and they're going to go get jobs as fact-checkers for Amazon, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and Major League Baseball. And they're going to start trying to cancel everything they don't like and every idea that makes them feel uncomfortable. And I know it's rude to say I told you so, but I told you so. And here we are today. We're dealing with this perpetual adolescence where I don't like your ideas. I don't like what you say. You made me feel bad. I don't like what you posted on Twitter or Facebook. Therefore, we're going to cancel it. You're verboten, verboten, excuse me, verboten, 
these this is not academic or intellectual freedom. This is ideological fascism, and it's coming home to roost. So the point of grow up is that if we want to solve the problem, maybe we ought to go back to where it started. If you want to cure cancer, then go back to the carcinogens that you were consuming. We've been consuming ideological carcinogens in the classroom and in the church. It's coming from the pulpit and the podium, and we need to change those ideas. If it was garbage in, garbage out that caused the problem, if consuming ideological carcinogens gave us cancer of the heart, mind, and soul, then we need to go back to the classroom and back to the pulpit and start teaching, oh, let's just say maybe natural law rather than narcissism, or maybe even talk about self-evident truths rather than self-absorption. Maybe it's time for us to recover the high ground of time-tested truths rather than celebrating everybody's opinion. Dr. Everett Piper is our guest, uh, national best-selling author of Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. And the new book just came out this week, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. And one of the things you mentioned, one of the words uh, you mentioned there, uh, having to be uh, like you hurt my feelings, or uh, I think that was the, the genesis of what the Not a Daycare book came from, right? There was somebody in a chapel who had been offended about when you were notified by the dean, I think it was, who said someone offended was offended today, and uh, you're like, well, let me se- let me see your notes, and then you realize wait, you just preached on First Corinthians 13, which is like everywhere in the world, no matter if you read the Bible or not. That's like at all the weddings and everything, right? So, just remind remind folks what that was about. Yeah, it's spot on. You summarized it well. It was when I was the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. We still had required chapels because we were a Christian institution. And I had the speaker come to me after a chapel and say, I had a kid play the victimization card today. I said, well, what was your homily about? First Corinthians 13. I couldn't believe it. It's the least offensive passage of all of the Bible. Love is patient, love is kind. How could you be offended by First Corinthians 13? So anyway, I was incredulous. I decided to write an open letter to my students, and I basically said, if you expect to be coddled rather than confronted, go someplace else. If you don't want us to challenge your character, we just, and you just want to feel comfortable in your sin, then this isn't the right place for you. This is a university. It's not a daycare. And again, this isn't just a story about my experience. We all know this to be true. And the reason we're seeing the mess in our culture right now is, I'm going to go back to what your grandma told you when you were five years old, garbage in, garbage out. It's what Richard Weaver wrote about in 1948 in his seminal work, which was titled, Ideas have consequences. Bad ideas is going to result in bad culture, bad kids, bad corporations, and bad government. The solution is what the Apostle Paul tells us about in his letter to the Church of Ephesus. He said this, speak the truth. The truth is an objective reality. It's not a fabrication. It's not a fantasy. The truth, with a capital T, is the revelation of God written on every human heart. It is the Word made flesh and dwelling among us. Christ is the truth. Teach the truth, the objective reality of the truth, in love. And what is love? Well, it's the antithesis. It's the antonym of tolerance. Tolerance says, I don't care what you do. I tolerate you. Love says, I care deeply about what you do. I'm going to stand in your way and tell you to stop. Preach the truth in love and grow up. We need to recognize that life isn't safe that life is good. C.S. Lewis tells us that about the great lion Aslan. He's not safe, he's good. Well, let me apply the Piper paraphrase here. The great lion of the liberal arts isn't safe, but it's good. The great lion of the Constitution 
isn't safe, but it's good. The great line of liberty and human freedom and human dignity is not safe, but it's good. We need to recognize the goodness, the goodness of liberty and freedom, and stop demanding to be safe at every turn. Dr. Everett Piper, our guest, again, the new book uh, just came out this week, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. You know, I like to be chronological, and as I'm reading through the book, I wrote down some different notes and thoughts. But I want to just jump to um, partway through the book, and you just were touching on it there. I don't know about you. I feel like the the notion of that there is truth, and there is that's not that's outside of us. We don't make it up. Whatever we feel good about, combined with what does it mean to really love somebody? If I, I you know, if I were at a dinner with you and you have big thing of spinach between your two front teeth, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I better not say anything. And meanwhile, later you find out, like, hey, I had spinach in my teeth. Why didn't you tell me? There's got to be a um, a realization that we need to, uh, like Proverbs talks about over and over, an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips, or um, you know, just to speak that truth in love to someone else really is is where we need to be rather than, I'm afraid I might make you feel bad, I don't want you to feel bad, I'll accept you no matter what. Like, there's a confusion in what love is about. Absolutely. In fact, I think you're referring to the chapter in the book by the way, it's 20 chapters, 20 lessons of how to function like a mature human being in a culture that's lost its mind, lost its soul, and looks more like a daycare every day. So that's the point of the book, 20 lessons on maturity. And it's not just to the millennial I'm writing or the Gen Zer. I'm writing to the 50-year-old, the 60-year-old, the 70-year-old. I'm writing to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer as much as I'm writing to your kids because our culture is stuck in perpetual adolescence right now where Nancy Pelosi will tear up the president's speech just because she didn't like what he said. That's a childish way to behave. So back to your point. Love confronts. We are told that the Lord disciplines those he loves. He doesn't tolerate those he loves. He disciplines those he loves. We're told that as iron sharpens iron, let one man sharpen another. What does that imply? Sparks will fly, that there's going to be tension, there will be disagreement, there will be dissonance, there will be debate. And all of those things are good, and the lack of those may make you feel safe and affirmed, but you will not grow. You will not become any better than you are now if there's no tension or sparks or uh, discipline or dissonance in life. That is necessary. How many of us knew the coach would say to us when we were going to have a hard workout, no pain, no gain? If you don't experience the pain in life, you're never going to gain anything. You'll never get off of the bench, and you'll never get in the game if you don't participate in the rigor and the discipline of practice. Dr. Everett Piper's our guest. The new book is called Grow Up. Life is not safe, but it's good. We'll keep our chat going here in just a second. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 429, the Tim DeMoss Show forecast uh, calling for a little sunshine, balance of the afternoon, 64 the high down to 41 tonight with clear skies. Kind of cloudy tomorrow, some sun at times, high of 59. Phillies lost to the Mets last night. They were supposed to play earlier today, but that game got rained out against the Mets. Sixers had a nice win last night, 123-117 over Brooklyn. Joel Embiid leading the way, as he often does, 39.13 rebounds. 
Tobias Harris with 26 points. And now the top seed in the Eastern Conference with 17 games to go. And the Flyers are at Pittsburgh this evening at 7. Uh, our guest on the program today, really enjoy having him on, Dr. Everett Piper. We had him on, I'm going to say a year and a half ago or so. Uh, he's a national best-selling author. At the time, Dr. Piper joined us to talk about his book, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. And he has a brand new book out, just came out a couple days ago, called Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. Uh, Dr. Piper, I know you're a believer, and so you, you mentioned that throughout the book. Uh, but also, as I'm reading, I'm like, you know, this is written in a way that kind of, I think anybody who picks it up could certainly benefit from it. Well, I don't hide my Christianity. I never do. I've been on different radio shows today before I came on yours, and not all of them were Christian. But I talk about my Christianity, and when they ask me questions, when a host or somebody else asks me a question, I say, I'm a Christian. I'm going to respond as a Christian. And, for example, I trust the promise of Jesus. The gates of hell will not prevail against his church. This is an ugly time. Many people feel defeated. They don't think that there's an answer. They think that we've lost our country. Well, I trust the words of Christ, and I'm going to wave the banner of the truth of Christ and the truth of Scripture. If I win waving that banner, great, that's God's grace. But if I lose waving that banner, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go down fighting. You need to be willing to lose if you're ever going to win. That's the principle that I cover in this book. It's a principle of leadership. If you're not willing to lose for something, you'll never win anything. In other words, if you don't take a risk, you're never going to experience victory. And that is one of the truths of this book in terms of how to put first things first rather than second things. Again, I'm playing off of C.S. Lewis there. You put first things first, you're going to get the first, and maybe the second thrown in for good measure. But if you reverse your priorities, you won't get either, first or the second. Dr. Everett Piper, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, the new book was released a couple days ago, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good, uh, the, uh, another book that you can, certainly could look into, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth, which is when we had you on originally, I guess a couple years back. Uh, parenthetically, would you suggest, uh, is it, is it, do they feed off each other a bit? Was, is it a bad idea for someone to get Not a Daycare and grow up and read them right through if they're people who like to digest a lot at one time? Uh, well, you're asking an author if, if he wants <laughs> people to buy his book. So. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, they do play off of one another. Whereas, I, as I mentioned earlier, Not a Daycare is kind of a, presents, it's a presentation of the problem. Yeah. And you believe, it's kind of like, can you believe we're actually here? This is happening at Berkeley and Brown and even on my own institution, my land. But Grow Up is a presentation of solutions. It's not so much bemoaning the problem. I explain it a little bit further. But I also emphasize solutions, lessons, things that have been proven over the course of history, been tested by time, to work if we want to function as mature human beings. See, Dr. Piper, what I like about that is it is easy to – and actually our sister station is a conservative news talk station. And it often is a – you know, more of a kind of talking about what they see wrong, and and I get that. But I think at some point, no matter what you believe, you're supposed to be able to say, so let's assume we really want good for each other. And, like, how do we make that happen? Like, what does it look like rather than pointing out here's all the stuff that's wrong and you do that really well and when we're done now, now where are we? So these 20 lessons, are, you know, are designed to be constructively helping people while you're pointing out problems a bit. How do we make – how do we actually achieve good? Even when you say love your – when the Lord says love your enemies, right? 
Don't you want to be able to say, you can look at the person you have the most trouble with and say, I want God for you. I really do. Not, I want to be superior to you and prove why you're an idiot <laughs> or something, you know? So, Well, one of the ways we, we deal with that is do what Jesus did, and that is rather than arguing and trying to win uh, the debate, the smartest guy that ever walked the face of the earth, God himself, knew the answer and could have squashed anybody in a good argument, often chose not to do so, but rather just ask a good rhetorical question. Why do you call me Lord? Do you want to pick up the stone? And then he was quiet, and he let the worldview of his opponents implode, and then he could pick up the pieces later on. Love that. One of the lessons, and one of the, I think, uh, strong points of the book, too, is you mix a lot of different things together, including examples and stories and things like that. Chapter 4, called Pack Jumper Cables, I think is also kind of cuts across a lot of what you're saying uh, in the book. Would you share that for a second? Well, it's basically a lesson on um, be prepared. Be prepared for what life has to bring, what life is going to bring your way. It tells a story about uh, a kid that graduates from high school or college, and he got lots of graduation gifts. But one of the gifts he got that seemed to be rather odd was jumper cables. And over the course of time, he recognized that that was the most valuable gift anybody ever gave him. Because there were times when he needed those things. He needed jumper cables either to solve his own problems or to help someone else who needed help correcting their car or fixing their car or starting their car. So the point is, the moral of the story is this. If we prepare properly for what life inevitably will bring our way, prepare how? Through education, through devotion, through prayer, through confession, through repentance, if we act like adults and recognize that we're not God, and there is one, and we're prepared because we've been humble and confessional and repentant before God, we're going to be prepared for the crisis when it comes. If you stop and think about it, Dr. Piper, is there a, uh, a reason other than maybe the most obvious is if someone doesn't uh, profess to know the Lord, that by definition there's going to be you know, things are going to be different in how they're viewing things, uh, in, to some degree at least, maybe a large degree. So that being a given in the world we live in, that that's where we are, is there anything you can really point to as to kind of why we are in the place we are in the culture, major factors, a couple major factors as to why we find ourselves in this place and how we can now with your book as as part of a guide to try to fight our way through it, you know, intentionally? Um, I think it's the original sin. It's the story as old as time. Um, we want to be as God, and we will do anything to supplant God and become a God in and of itself. We don't need God to tell us what's good or evil. We will decide to do so ourselves. We don't need God to tell us what is right or wrong. We don't even need God any longer to tell us what is male or what is female. We are as gods, and that's the story of the original sin. So what got us to this point? It's the story as old as time. Narcissism. We're gazing in the pool, we're infatuated with our own image to the point where we shout out to the hills. Not even Bacchus or Apollo or Zeus or even Jesus is as grand and glorious as me. That's the problem of narcissism. The solution is to start understanding natural law, those self-evident truths endowed to us by our Creator, what the Apostle Paul calls the truth of God written on every human heart. Dr. Everett Piper, our guest, he's national best-selling author of Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth, and his brand new book just came out a couple days ago. It's called Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. We have a quick break to take. We'll wrap up our chat with Dr. Piper in just a moment here. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL.
Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 441, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL.com, and on the app. Thank you for listening in today. Our guest, Dr. Everett Piper. The new book is called Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. 20 lessons are in the book in, uh, in Chapter 8, Brush Your Teeth Before Leaving. Uh, one of the things you, you talk about very clearly, well, you said, I'll even quote it, for me, the top of the list of what matters most begins with my trust in Jesus Christ. My standing with God is the most important aspect of my life. It is my sum, uh, summum bonum. I don't know Latin very well. <laughs> my highest good. I hope I said that right. Um, this drives every other decision I make in life. And then later in your opening paragraph there, you say, uh, I have made a commitment to God, and through living out that commitment, I have found following Christ is not just the best way to die, but the best way to live. And I will tell you this, I my life verse in, in recent, um, in recent you, last three or four years uh, comes in from um, Psalm, uh, the book of Psalms. It says, um, Psalm 84, I think it is, verse 11, says, no, um, our God is a sun and shield. No, no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. And when I read that verse, it made me think about God's character, not about me being blameless, but that God's not in the business of holding anything back from me. And therefore I want to trust and believe that at any moment in my life, any given second, that following him is the best way to do it. Not uh, I'll be glad at the end of my life if I did follow him or I, I committed my life to him, but there are moments along the way where I could choose something better than what God has for me. It just resonated with me with when when the way you wrote that in there. So, Well, again, I'm going to go back to something I already said. Um, uh, repetition, repetition, repetition. It's not bad to repeat oneself. At least I don't think it is, because it drives the point home. So let me go back to something I said earlier. I trust Christ for the victory. He promised me. The Son of God, God incarnate, the Word made flesh, the Alpha and Omega, the King of kings, Lord of lords, Lion of Judah, Jesus Christ himself promised that the gates of hell won't win for the remnant, for those that are faithful, for his church, for the body. The gates of hell won't win. Now, there'll be bumps in the road, and there may be losses in battle, but the war has already been won. And I believe that. I've got to take that to the bank, because if that's not true, then Jesus didn't tell us the truth. And I'm not going to go there. So the point is this. I need to have the confidence that come hell or high water, come life or death, come victory or defeat, I'm still going to wave the banner of the truth, of empirical facts, of reality, of God's revelation, the truth of Jesus Christ, the Logos, the Word that dwells among us. I'm going to wave the truth, the truth, and I'm going to speak in love because it's better than tolerance, it's better than affirmation. I'm going to employ Christian charity as I speak truth, and I'm going to trust the words of Christ, the promise that he's given, that victory is his. Amen. Dr. Everett Piper, our guest, the book, again, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. I'm sure a lot of your time and energy and uh, all of that has gone into putting this together. If you had, um, you know, if you step back from it now that it's done and, and you think, you know what, here are my, here are my main hopes. People pick up the book and read it that they would be spurred on to do and to, and to be thinking about? What would you, a couple of mean things come to the surface for you? Well, um, 
I think this is a better book than Not a Daycare, quite frankly. I think uh, the writing is better. I think the the depth of thinking is a little deeper, and I think the solutions are 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 obviously more plentiful than in daycare. So my hope is that people who read daycare and were intrigued by this message and that somebody out there, actually, a college president, actually had the audacity to tell his students to grow up. It isn't a daycare. You're here to learn. I hope that people that were intrigued by that will pick this book up and recognize that, in the, for example, in the case of our response to COVID, everybody has decided to bow the knee bow the knee to the oligarchs just for the sake of safety. We've given up everything, our freedoms, our liberty, our dignity. We've given up our families, our churches. We've given up our Constitution, in my view, for the sake of safety, being safe. A terrible mistake, a terrible mistake, because we're not supposed to be safe. We're supposed to be a good nation, a righteous nation, a nation that understands truth. We're supposed to honor the words of Patrick Henry. Give me liberty or give me death. Liberty was the first thing, a sumum bonum. Liberty was the number one priority for our founding fathers. Even above life, give me liberty or give me death. We've reversed it to, I fear death, so take my liberty. Just keep me safe. If that's where we are as a culture, our culture is going to be controlled. You will never enjoy human freedom again. We have to get back to first things and make them first. That's great stuff. Very well said. Very well said. Dr. Everett Piper, uh, when you had written the Not a Daycare book, had you, had you thought there might be another book like you know, to come eventually like this one or at all? No. No, after I wrote it, it was more successful than I think everybody thought it was going to be. The publisher contacted me and said, you want to write another one? And I thought, and I thought, well, what do we write about? And this, this is an idea I came up with. So, and, and frankly, at the time, it wasn't as pertinent as it is now, because now some couple of years later, we have proven ourselves. We've proven ourselves to be a daycare, not just the 21-year-old, but the 61-year-old. We've proven ourselves to be more interested in being taken care of than, be, than taking care of ourselves. We've proven ourselves to be more interested in just, just keep me safe than fighting for our liberty. So I think this is a timely message, and I'm, God, I'm glad God put it on my heart. Amen. Amen. It's great to talk to you again. And uh, if there's another one down the road, we'd love to have you on again then. <laughs> so, uh, Anytime. Anytime. Honored to be on your show. And just remember, you can pick it up at Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble or any other online bookstore. Life isn't safe, but it's good. Excellent. Dr. Everett Piper, thank you again for your time. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Blessings. Dr. Everett Piper, man, I like talking to him. We may have to tell me you have to call him a couple times every now and again just to pick his brain on things. You have to back and just listen, take some notes. Quick break. Uh, our final segment, I'm going to play a couple of songs for you from albums that we're giving away on our contest page just to give you a little sample of the fun stuff that we're giving away on the radio station that's coming up in just a moment in WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 4.50 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. One of the CDs we're giving away these days is called One Year Ago. It's by hip-hop artist KJ52. He's been around for many years, has, I don't know, a dozen or more albums out. And a longtime friend of the station, really. We've done events with him. Man of God, very funny, but also very serious about following the Lord. And uh, I present him to you, the song, the title track from that. 
We've played it every now and again on the program. You have till the end of the month to enter to win, so do so when you can with the contest page, WFIL.com. This song is called One Year Ago. It's KJ52 with help from his buddy, Whosoever South. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. It's KJ52 with Whosoever South. A song called One Year Ago. A song birthed out of a season of difficulty and challenge and yet triumph because of God himself. That's the title track from KJ's latest album, which we're giving away on our contest page, WFIL.com. We have something called the Rewards Club at the radio station. It's a simple thing. It's our listener loyalty club. You sign up, takes a minute or two to do. And then one of the many benefits is you can enter all the different contests that are going on very quickly. So uh, jump on that if you would. Whenever you get a chance at WFIL.com, there are, I don't know, a dozen things we're giving away these days. But one of the other things in the musical vein, I want to make sure I slip this in here before the show's over, too, uh, from Phil Joel of Newsboys. He also has been with Zealand Worship, did the song uh, Good, Good Father. You may be familiar with Chris Tomlin does a version of it, too. Uh, I highly recommend the Zealand Worship version. It's very triumphant. And Phil also uh, does a lot of solo work. And uh, his newest release is called Better Than I Found It. We had him on the program, uh, I think it was March 26th, podcast that's on our homepage at WFIL.com. So Phil sent us some CDs and his uh, latest book called Redwoods and Whales, Becoming Who You Actually Are. And so here's the song, the title track from his album that you could also win when you go to the contest and surveys page. It's called Better Than I Found It. I think you'll like it. Listen to WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Turns out you're not the only one who cares about what's going on. M560, WFIL.com. I can't get that high. Wherever we are, WFIL.com on the app as well. Phil Joel and Better Than I Found It. Again, Phil, longtime member of Newsboys. His latest release is called Better Than I Found It. That's one of the prizes that you can win on the contest page at WFIL.com, along with his book, Redwoods and Whales, Becoming Who You Actually Are. So have fun with that. Many other cool things, including win $1,000, perhaps. In our Mother's Day Dough Contest. Enjoy all that at WFIL.com. Have a wonderful evening. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. WFIL. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.